כמו בקנדה חסם בייז, ליטיגייט ווין אפרופריאט, לאו בעל דברים דידיאט, we learned yesterday not to jump into litigation, that there's a big ethical advantage in saving a person litigation, there's a lack of dignity in, in litigation and wherever you can avoid using the court system, there's benefit in, in doing so. Today we understand sometimes there's an ethical obligation to litigate. Sometimes you actually do have to get involved with litigation. Says our Gemara, Omar Abaya. Abaya says, bear in mind, remember always Abaya is the conceptual one. Abaya is the, 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 the Amara who has the Reb Shimon kind of approach. He understands and, and works with the intellectual framework, not just with the technical halakha. Says Abaya, Reuven Shimon ba'achrayut. Reuven sold the field to Shimon ba'achrayut, meaning as most sales that are, that are p- performed in, in halacha are unless otherwise specified, I'm selling you this field and should it happen that because of a debt I have at the time of selling you the field, my creditor comes and takes the field away from you because he has a lien on the field, I will compensate you, I will make good for you, I'm, I'm responsible for this. And in fact, such a thing happened. Ruben did have a debt, and the Balchov, the creditor, comes, takes the field away from Shimon. Now, Shimon could come back to Ruben and say, you'd better compensate me. They've taken my field away that I paid you for. The halochi is that Ruben can go and deal directly with the creditor. And he can say to the creditors, as the Rishonim say, he can say, I, can you prove that I haven't paid you? And if you can't prove that I haven't paid you, even if you have a shtab, but you, then you have to take a shvua, you, you have to take a, an, an oath. The Gemara says in shvuas that if you, a person claims, I've paid, you, I've paid you back, the creditor has to take an oath that that isn't true. So he can force the creditor to take an oath. Can't the creditor then say, says Abaya, can't the creditor say, who are you in all this? You've got nothing to do with it. You sold the field. I went to take the field from Shimon. If Shimon wants to argue about it, he can come to me. If Shimon wants his money back, he goes to you. But you and I no longer have anything to do with each other. I lent you money. You didn't pay me back, but don't worry, it's done. I've taken your field. So, so you and I, we're over. I'm good with you. I, you we, don't have it, we don't have anything to do with one another. Love Baldvorim Didiat. He says, No, what do you think? Shimon's not going to come back to me. So I do have something to do with you. I'm interested that you don't take the field away from Shimon because I don't want Shimon coming back to me. And there's a further view. Even if when he sold it to Shimon, when he sold the field to Shimon, he said, listen, Shimon, I have no further responsibility with this field. I'm giving it to you at a really discounted price. And the reason is because if anybody comes to take it away from you, I'm not responsible. So do your homework, find out if it's free of any liens, do whatever you need to do in research. But once you've bought it, it's over. It's no, no coming back to me. Even if he did that, he can still go to the creditor and say, I want you to prove, I want you to swear that I, didn't pay, that I didn't repay you. Says the creditor, what have I got to do with you? What have you got to do with me? I've taken my field from Shimon. And he can't now say, Reuven can't say, but I'm worried Shimon will come back to me because it was Shiloh Bachrayut. You've told Shimon he's got no recourse to you. So you, you, you've got nothing to worry about and you're not a, you're not a party to this issue. He can still say, I don't want to live with Shimon resenting me that I sold him something that he lost afterwards. I don't, I don't want that. So although I don't have a financial interest in this, 
I have a moral interest in this. That, and that's very, very interesting. The words dinahu de aziruven are ambiguous, and they could mean one of two things. It could mean the din is that if Ruven gets involved directly with the creditor, the creditor can't push him off and say, we've got nothing to do with each other. That's the din. But it could also mean dinahu de aziruven. Ruven has to go to the creditor and try and get the creditor off the back of Shimon. Even though he's, he's responsible in the final analysis and Shimon can come back to him and get paid for it, nevertheless, it's possible that the Gemara means dinner who the Azuruven, Ruven has to go and make the effort to get the creditor off Shimon's back. Why should he have to do that? He's underwritten it in the event that Shimon needs to be, uh, needs to reclaim the money, he will. Why should that be? We'll come to that in a moment. But what's interesting is that in our riff, in the riff on this piece of Gemara, it says dinahu, and it's in brackets, you'll see. But the dinah is in brackets because it's brought on the side of the riff that in the manuscripts that we have of the riff, this dinahu is not there. So in the riffs, Girsa of the Gemara, they would argue, it didn't say dinahu de azuruven. It would just say the azuruven v'komishtai. That's how the riff, the, the Girsa that the riff had, the version that the riff had in our Gemara. Which means that the way to read dinah, if we do have it in, the, in our version as we do, dinahu de azuruven does not mean Ruven has to go and claim it back from the creditor, it means in the event that Reuven goes to claim it back from the creditor, the creditor can't push him off and say, Love bald varim didiyat. That's how it would seem in, in the riff. However, the Hagos Chavasiyai, on the side of the riff, the Chavasiyai writes some uh, little notes, and all he does is he refers you to the riff in Ksubis and to the riff in Bovamatia. Now, if you look at the Mesoros Ashas in our Gemara, as you always have to do, you'll see that this is a parallel sugya. You'll remember we've mentioned that you've got to check the parallel sugyas where the same sugya appears elsewhere in Shas, because sometimes there, there's an understanding there that gives you clarity in the sugya here. So this sugya appears in Ksubis, Daf Gimel, and it appears in Bovmetzia, Daf Vov. And the riff in both those cases has Dinahu. He has it, he has it in. He has dinner ale de Ruvein, dinahu de Azil in both Ksubis and Bovamatia. And there there's no brackets. Nobody says that in the in the handwritten versions, in the manuscript versions of the Rif, it didn't appear there. So that's very interesting. They want to take it out of, of our version because they found a manuscript, but in the but in Bovamatia and in Ksubis it's in. So maybe the manuscript is wrong. Why are we messing with with the version that, that is parallel to Bovamatia and Ksubis? And that it would almost seem as if deliberately the, the riff goes out of his way and says, Dinahu de Azil, Dina Le de Ruven. Why would that be? Says the Ritvo in Bovamatsia on the second page of the source sheet. Hakigasina, the Ritvo says in the Gemara, Ruven Shimachasotel Shimon Bachasbata Bachoiv de Ruven Vitorafkalamine, Dinahu de Azil Ruven. In the Gemara there, the Ritvo says, Our Girsa, our version in the Gemara in Bovamatsia, as our version is here in Bovakama, Dinahu, that is the Halocha. However, explains the, the Rif, that doesn't mean he has to. He says, but these old versions that have Dinah, he says, this is its meaning. The din is that he may go and have an issue with the, with the creditor, not that he must go and have an issue with the creditor. That's what it means. There's certainly no intention that, he's, that there's a chiv, that there's an obligation for him 
to do so. And he brings that in the name of his Rebbe, the Divorz Rebbe, which is, who's the Ra'or, that the, even if you've got this dinner in the, in the Gomorrah, that's not the way to interpret it. It doesn't mean that he has to, it means that he may. And that's how the Shulchan Aruch paskins. Reuven shemachal sadeh l'shimon shelo b'achrayot v'alevi v'otzim yad shimon im ratzar uvein l'asot din im levi oseh if Reuven wants to get involved in litigation with Levi, he may do so. And the Levi can't say, what have you got to do with this? I don't want Shimon to have a claim on me. And on that says the Smaim, what does it mean that Reuven can make a din? What's the basis? Perush la'asot nafsho ba'aldin v'lomal she'asadehu shelo uvekocho. Very important sma on the Shulchan Aruch. He claims to the creditor, this field that I've sold, you're right, I've sold it already to this, to this person. And maybe I've even sold it shelo ba'achrayut, but it comes from my energy. And that means what, what, what's important to notice in the Sma is that when you do, when something comes from your koach, when something comes from your initiation, your effort, your energy, that connection continues. It doesn't just cut off. You, 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 you plant a field and then you sell the field. You still put in, there's still something of you in that field. You build a house and you sell the house. There's still something of you in that house. There's something you'll see why that's relevant in a moment. There's something of me, says the, the owner of the, the original owner of the field. I sold it to him. I'm still connected to make the sale good. I'm not out of the picture. Technically, I'm out of the picture. So we're starting to see, even in the Gemara itself, a difference between technicality and the soul of the matter. Because the, the first view of Abai, the first version of Abai is only if he has Achrais. If I sold the field to Shimon, and I said, I am responsible for any consequences, then I understand halachically that I have an obligation to sort this out. I, that I can understand. But the, the Ikadamri goes further. And the Ikadamri says, even Shiloh even if I'll pi halacha, I have cut myself off from any responsibility to this field. Yes, but I still have a responsibility to the buyer of the field. Do I have a halachic responsibility? No. It's an ethical responsibility. If it's an ethical, why is it why is an ethical responsibility so important? We're learning Bovakama, we're learning laws of damages. No, what did we learn in the in the psiche in the opening? Omarav Yehuda, if you want to be a chosid, learn the zikin. So here you see, technically I can hide behind my document. The sale was Shiloh Bachrayus. Technically I'm free. But there's a milid the chasidus. Where's the chasidus? Where's the erlichkeit? You sold the field to Shimon, you you knew he was, it wasn't going to last. And you just sold it Shiloh Bachrayas. He did research, didn't find. You managed to hide the fact that there's a lien on it. And now you're washing your hands off it and say, but I gave it to him at a discount. So I'm at Sadiq. He got it cheap from me. No, you, there's still a, a, an obligation. You, you can still get involved to try and help Shimon out. But maybe if there is an ethical responsibility, maybe you've got to go beyond that. And maybe you've got to say there is in fact an obligation. And the... The Nitziv, the Nitziv has been wonderful, hasn't he, in this Masech? The Nitziv is so bold. Look at the Nitziv. Read it literally. Read and translate. The law is that he must go and engage with the, the creditor to save the field for Shimon. Right? The Shulchan Aruch Paskin is against that. The Ritvor says that can't possibly be. 
says the, the, the Nitziv, I don't care. That's what it says. Amazing Nitziv. Uh, Oran asked me with the Nitziv that we learned two, two or three days ago on the, uh, that, that Metav is because we're trying to train the Mazik not to use his eye in horror. And Oran said, where does he get that from? He, the the Nitziv goes to the soul of a halacha. And of course he finds sources for it as well, as you'll see over here. But he understands the halacha at a soul level. At the soul level, you're still responsible. How can you just get yourself and hide behind legal technicalities? That's not chasidus. That's law. That's fine. That's what a lawyer will tell you to do. But you're not a lawyer. You're a chosid. You're an elecha mensch. That's not what an elecha mensch does. It's not enough to say, I'll pay him back. Why not say, why doesn't he just say, you know what, I'll, I'll, pay, I'll pay you back? Because then you're putting him through the trouble of having to claim from you. And we learned in the Nitziv yesterday, I think it was, that, that that's not okay. To put somebody through the indignity of litigation when you could avoid it is not chasidus. So, so it's not just about the money. So again, here Shimon buys the field. He buys the field for a million dollars. The field is really worth two million dollars. I sold it for a million because... I don't want to be responsible for it. Somebody comes and takes it away. I could then now hide behind the legality and say, but you've got a million dollars discount. It's not my problem. You should have done your research. And technically you're okay. But in terms of the Hasidus, and if it's Bahraias, if I sold it to you and I did take responsibility, even then I should go and try and save you the trouble of having to claim from me in court. Because that's not dignified as we, as we had in Rashi. Rashi. The, the Hasidus thing is to avoid having, to help the other person avoid having to experience the indignity of claiming in Bezdin, of going to court. And therefore here too, although you can hide behind the deal and say, not my problem, technically not my problem. But if you're an Elech Mensch, it is your problem. And that's in the whole of Bovakama, we've got to separate between what your rights are in terms of law and what your obligations are in terms of menschlichkeit. And that's why it's Mila de Chassidus. Says the, the Merume Sode, says the Nitziv, he has to go. That's what the Gemara says. And when the, the, when the Rif has Dino Hachi, and he has it in Bova Metziah, and he has it in Ksubis, and he has it here in brackets, says the Nitziv, keep the brackets in. He means it. And if you found the Ksavyad, if you found that manuscript without it, the manuscript is wrong. Part of Achrayas is to keep it, to, to do what you can to make it his. And I'll bring you a proof, says the Nativ. If a person is a Shomer Socher or a Shomer Chinam, I'm looking after your property and you're not paying me for it. Or you are paying me for it. In either case, if the thing I'm looking after gets stolen, the owners, I, I, I looked after it fairly well, but it got stolen. You told me to look after your car, you're not paying me or you are paying me. I looked after the car, I locked it up, people broke in and they stole the car despite my efforts to keep it. What could I do? So you potu. Says the Yenitziv, the, they can't just back out of it. They, are, they have to try and find the thief and try and bring him to court. They can't just say, I'm a Shomechinam, I'm a Shomechinam, I'm potu. Yes, you potu technically, but you still have an obligation to do what you can. Go as far as you can. If you can't go any further, we won't come after you. But do what you can. Don't just back out because you've got the, the, the technicality of the law. Be a mensch. Where's your Elechkeit? You can't lose Elechkeit because you've got a stupid legal system protecting you. 
The legal system is there for when ethics breaks down, but as long as ethics is there, you have a chiv to do that which is ethic. And here too, he has to do whatever he can. That he must go and he must try and recover the field. Very, very interesting. I found in the, the Oira Yosher. The Oira Yosher is Rav Hillman. Rav Hillman was a Rav in Glasgow. And after Glasgow, you're part of the world. And after Glasgow, he went to London. He was an Avbezdin in London. And after London, he went to, came to Yerushalayim. And he opened a kolel in Rechavia in the 1930s. There was a kolel in Rechavia headed by Rav Hillman from England. And who was in that kolel? Among the people in that kolel was Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach, was Rav Yoshiv, the gedolim of the next generation, learnt in that kolel of Rav Hillman. And Rav Hillman brings this Gemara and says he also would like to learn the Gemara simply that you have an obligation, but the Shulchan Aruch says that you don't. And all the Mephoshim, the Vilna Gaon, everybody in the Shulchan Aruch says you don't have an obligation. And he, and he leaves it as a question. It does it, it, it's strange. And look at the Rif. He brings the Rif as well. You see the Rif has it in. It just doesn't seem right that that's not an obligation. So what we have to understand is that the Shulchan Aruch is paskening the technical halacha. And, and the others, they're talking about what the actual halacha is. We're not going to come after you if you don't act in the right way, if you don't do what's ethically right. But dinahu, the, the din, if you take it as Abaya does, remembering Abaya is the conceptual Amaira, if you take the din with, the, with an ashoma of the din, what this is really about, and Rav Yudah's principle that anybody who wants to be a chosid should keep the laws of, of Nezikin, if you want to learn Nezikin that way, of course you have an, ob- an obligation. Then the word dinah, so in the word dinah hachi, there is a double meaning. Dina could mean technically the din is that if you go after him, he can't push you off. But conceptually, ethically, it means dina hachi, you do have an ethical obligation. The Shulchan Aruch is paskening technically. Technically, we're not going to come after you if you don't do it. The Nitziv brings the, the essence of it and says, yes, technically you don't have to do it. But clearly, dina hachi, if you learn it in a simple way, clearly dina hachi means we have an ethical obligation to go beyond the law to do whatever we can for our fellow man, to help him, to support him. And even if we have no legal responsibility towards him, where we have an ethical responsibility, we must keep that ethical responsibility, even if it's a matter of helping him avoid having to go through the indignity of suing in court. That's something we're obligated to do from an ethical perspective, even where we have no legal requirement to do so. Mm